From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast. This episode is number 90. Uh, 90 episodes, that's amazing. I'm so excited that it's 90 and I do not plan on slowing down. So you're in for a long ride, right? I get a lot of emails, a lot of responses to the podcast and I'm so grateful for them because I can see how much value the podcast is having on your life and the lives of so many people uh, uh, contacting me. It's amazing. And I don't plan on slowing down, especially stopping. Uh, I'm just getting started. So if you have a podcast topic that I haven't covered yet, please go to unpluganxiety.com and under the podcast page, at the bottom of the page, there's a little contact form and fill it out and send me a topic that I haven't talked about yet. Or if you want me to talk about again, you can send me a message there. Or if you just want to send me any general message or any question, you can do that on uh, unpluganxiety.com, anywhere on the website or especially under the contact page. Send me a question. Um, or if you just want to talk to me, just go do that. And so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about the growth journey, right? This is all about the growth journey. And I like to talk about the setbacks. I like to talk about the difficulties. I like to talk about how you can move from a anxious state, from a chaotic state to a powerful person, right? Someone with confidence, somebody who's neutral in their emotions, somebody who's calm and self-centered and awakened, right? Because my old self, I was unconscious. I, my eyes were shut. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. And so I was just living in my own chaotic bubble. This episode is on loneliness, how I dealt with loneliness. Now, after college, I was working um, in film, and then I got an editing job in an office editing promos for a TV, for a TV station, which is really cool. I, I, I learned all of these different editing softwares that were really um, en enhanced, I guess you can say, or really sophisticated, uh, and I really enjoyed it. But around this time, I came to my parents and I was crying. I remember crying to my mom about how I was feeling lonely. I feel alone, I told her. I feel alone and I don't have anybody. I feel, um, yeah, I feel alone. And it was really distressing to me because I really did feel alone. And, and so around this time is when I felt the most alone in my life. 
when I was going through this chaos. And I was really dependent on materialistic goods. I was dependent on Band-Aids. You know, those Band-Aids, those addictions, you know, the TV, the weed, um, the toxic relationships. And I was dependent on other people, right? I was dependent on um, family, friends, uh, ex-relationships. And I was dependent on all of these things to feel complete, that feeling of completeness was an illusion because my unhappiness was remaining consistent even when I was obtaining these Band-Aids. I relied on external resources to comfort me. So when I was alone, the the loneliness was enhanced greatly. When I felt that extreme loneliness, I would put filling the voids of my being at the top of my values list, filling the voids with those addictions. No longer did I care about work and how good I was at my job. I wanted to go on the dating app and find myself a date or get some fast food or smoke some weed and disconnect, or connect with an old toxic partner, or hang out with a toxic friend, or watch pornography. I was unable to sit comfortably with myself. External drives were working me like a puppet. I didn't feel like I was in control. I was blind to this. I was blind to this because these external drives have been working me for so long that I it was just my normal to feel like this and to be a puppet. I didn't know any other way of being. My eyes were closed. I was not awakened to what was really going on. When I would in- engage In one of these band-aids, I was strengthening a connection in my brain between being alone and stimuli. Each time I found myself being alone, I would immediately turn to an addiction of mine. Immediately. I used to work those late shifts as that editor. And I would be the only one in the office. So I'd get there around uh, five-ish, I believe. And then I would stay till midnight, one. I wouldn't get home till, I wouldn't go to bed until like two o'clock. Because once I got home, I would eat, I would watch TV. And so from five until one and two, I just felt I was alone. Really, I was alone. I was alone. And... This was concerning for me after a while, after I was doing this for a long time. So I eventually invited my friend to the office, that negative friend to the office. I was alone so much, so I wanted some company, and we would joke 
and foolishness arised that got in the way of my work, my productive work. We would go outside, smoke weed, then joke around and come back into the office. I was the boy who didn't want to grow up and continue and I wanted to continue to live on Pleasure Island. I wanted to live that Peter Pan lifestyle, right? Then I was hurting myself with an ex-partner because I was still seeing her as a friend with benefit, right? As uh, Sorry, as a friend with benefits. For a long time, while we were together, I knew that she wasn't right for me. I was also afraid of commitment. Seeing how I just wanted to live this Peter Pan lifestyle. So while we were friends, we would meet and talk for a while. And I could feel while we were talking, my ego eating up the uh, eating up these get-togethers. My ego was just feeding off of this stuff. I wanted attention. I wanted attention anywhere I could get it. And so I dragged these toxic relationships out for a long time. In the end, we ended the relationship on a rough note because if my addictions and band-aids weren't being met, I would respond with anger, with frustration. And so there was a lot of frustration in the relationship. There was a lot of anger. Uh, I've just always felt like I wasn't filling the voids as best as, as best as I could. So when I began my recovery, my eyes started to open. When, when I reached that rock bottom point, right? It's always that rock bottom point where your eyes kind of open. It's the anger that's, that drives you out of that state. Because I was living in that state for a long time and living a certain lifestyle for a long time that my anger just was really, I, I, I was pushing myself to move forward to get out of the anxious state I was in. The stupid things I've been doing for so long that made my life worse came to the forefront of my mind. Right. I started to realize I was just doing so much stupid things every day that was just making my life worse. But at the same time, I was practicing a new way of being. I started to spend more time with myself during this recovery journey. I went to the bookstore every day and I read. This is something I didn't do before. I chose a book. I decided to read it sit down in a chair, and I decided to read it for hours. And I decided to come back every day until I finished the book. It would take me around three, four days to finish it. But when I finished it, I would get that dopamine kick from finishing it. And I, I felt proud of myself because the old Brad could not finish a book because he was too anxious too distracted. I was unconsciously disciplining myself by doing this. I was learning to be alone. 
also it was time away from negative friends and habits that have been keeping me a puppet and fueling my anxiety. So this was way better than the old habits I was doing. Way better. I would spend all my time in coffee shops watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts on anxiety. This comforted me because I found the reasons why I was so obsessed over my health and what I can do to overcome this obsession, to overcome this debilitating anxiety. So I found a lot of comfort in these resources that were helping me to overcome my anxiety. But also I was building my self-respect. I put helping myself at the top of my values list because, well, I've been suffering for such a long time. It was time that I changed my life because I knew the patterns of my past, the patterns of the old Brad were not serving me. I was always in the same state, always a puppet. So I had to kill parts of me off. When I was reading in the bookstore, that was a new habit, right? I was doing something new, spending time in a productive manner rather than just watching TV, rather than, you know, eating junk foods or hanging out with that negative friend, especially. So then I found when I was with myself, I found those times by myself the most rewarding. I knew that my family didn't know what I was going through. My friends certainly didn't. So I spent my time watching and listening to others who overcame their anxiety. I was moving away from my dependency and more into an independent state. The more I was at the coffee shop or the library, the more I became comfortable in my old skin. Not being so dependent on band-aids to fill my wounds. I was becoming my own best friend. I knew that I needed to change who I was in order to kill the old me off. The reading in the bookstore was a challenge. And this was great for me because I was disciplining myself, but at the same time, learning and growing. So loneliness dissipated quickly when I took responsibility for my anxiety. I was spending so much time alone learning from others that I was becoming comfortable being alone. I was in these coffee shops for hours. I remember being in them for five hours, just writing notes, listening to these podcasts, watching these videos, reading these books. And I, and, and I was doing this 
because I was so angry at my old self. I was angry that, you know, I was angry at the fact that I didn't want to be that person anymore. I hated it. I hated it so much that I knew that just being somewhere and doing something productive was going to help me move away from that old state. I knew that, you know, reading that book, it was something the old Brad wouldn't do or watching these videos was something the old Brad wouldn't do. Spending time with myself was something the old Brad didn't do. And so I was killing that old Brad off by doing things that that old Brad wouldn't do. Then things started to become better. I knew that I was on the right path. You know, as rocky as it is, I had an aim. I had a trajectory. I knew that if I keep following this path and figuring it out as I go, that it's I'm, I'm further down the path than I was a week ago, a day ago even. So I just want to end the podcast with this. When my addictions were at its worst, I felt the most alone. Now think about that as I end this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.